Hello. Welcome to Tales of a Latin Mommy, the ultimate guide to rebuilding a financial foundation. The podcast that inspires you to change your relationship with money and motivates you to rebuild your financial foundation. I'm your host, Melanie Arce. Hola, mommy. Welcome back to another episode of Tales of the Latin Mommy podcast. I'm your host and Latin mommy, Melanie Arce. Today, I have a really special treat for you. I consider her a girlfriend and I've been meaning to have her on for a hot minute. Welcome today, <laughs> Dewana Capers. Hey, Dewana. Hi, how are you? I'm good, honey. I can't wait to talk to you. Um, Dewana is so much fun. She's the host of the My Plus Size Truth podcast. It's it's a good time. It's a really good time. I Thank invite you. you. <laughs> I love it. And I invite you to listen to it. And I've invited her on because she's just been always really authentic and owns her story. And like I said, if you want to check out her story, check out her storytelling podcast called My Plus Size Truth. Mommy, I want you to welcome Dewana Capers. Hey, Dewana. Hi, how are you? Thank you so much for having me. I think we've been trying to make this happen. It seemed like forever. Yeah, I know. And I apologize for that. You know, I think that there's always a time and a place in the universe and we finally got ours. So I'm happy to have you on and to talk to you about owning your story authentically, right? Yes. Yeah. Most recently, you shared a very personal story on your podcast about love. Uh, I guess it's it's a like a love situation, right? It, it was your love life. So, yes. and and you owned it so authentically. <laughs> So authentically. So we'll get to that, I guess, in a minute. But let's talk more about you and how you came to the point of owning your truth and owning your life, your identity. Okay. Well, you know, I was always a plus size woman or a plus size young girl. And so I never fit into what they would consider the a normal beauty norm. So even as a child, when you know, I would get talked about or chastised or because, you know, for some odd reason, all my cousins were skinny and pretty and athletic. And I wasn't that, but I had the desire to dance and to feel like I needed to find my own voice to blend in just as well as everybody else did. So I started to channel different attributes even as a young age of how I can stand out I didn't want to be known as the fat kid in the group or the fat girl in the crew or I wanted to be known as something else so I used to try and dig up beats about me to help them stand out so that's how I learned at a very young age to try and figure out what I can do to take away from the negative that I thought everyone would see. And I thought me being plus size was negative. Oh, that's so sad. I'm sorry about that. You know, I don't understand 
so much why we have this sort of culture of shaming people for what they look like you know some of us some of us it's in the genes and we're fighting yeah. we're fighting a, a battle that's what we're doing right right and even as you know kids are just you know very honest and they're gonna say what they feel and you know even you know back in the 90s and here I go showing my age so even back in the 90s and the 80s when we were going to elementary school and stuff like that it was still considered negative to be big boned or to be plus size so even during you know as I got older in high school I was still lean on other attributes instead of pretty much leaning and owning into who I was and it really wasn't until I turned 18 that I just kind of had this mental connection like you know what at that this is who I am this is what I'm going to be and if you don't accept it you could kick rocks and I think around 18 was when I started really owning that I just need to love myself for Mm -hmm. who I am was there anything significant in your life going on at 18 that you just felt like no fuck that like I gotta I gotta I gotta be me uh, you know what? I There was a significant situation that I remember off top. My grandmother, I had got accepted to a university, but I did not know that I was pregnant oh. and I was crying. I remember being really, really emotional and I kind of let myself go, went into a slight depression and my grandmother had came to me and she's grabbing tissues and she's handing them to me. And I know she's coming in there with a stern girl get your shit together talk and she said you know what she said all births are a blessing and this is what you're gonna do she was like you can't be that sad and sloppy you gonna have to pick one and she was like if you choose to be fat she was like you're gonna be fat and fabulous she was like you gonna get yourself together she was like there ain't nothing wrong with you and at the time it was like I got hit with so many punches it was like I can't go to this college that I got accept I got accepted to two colleges I can't go to these colleges because I'm pregnant I'm having problems with the baby dad already and someone in his family called me fat so now I got this conscious like oh my god this is how they see me this is how people see me and she came in and she sat down she said you don't have to pick you can't be all of it you can't be all this negativity. You don't have to pick something positive about it. So I'm going to let you decide which one you're going to pick. So I really hope you decide to be, you know, fat or big. I, I really hope you pick that one because we can work with that one. Mm-hmm. Because we can dress that one up. Now that's sad and depressed and all that, we can't do nothing with that. There's no dressing up with that. So you're going to have to let that go. She was like, so let's figure it out. She was like, hell, you can even change me in fact if you wanted to. She was like, but I think you're beautiful. But that's not, for me, I can't implant what I see in you. You have to see what I see. Oh, yes. Oh, wow. She broke it down for you, huh? Broke it down all the way. And I was I was really sitting there on the edge of that bed just staring like, what? <laughs> No hug, no cookies, no, oh, come lean on my shoulder, no, no nothing. It was like, girl, here, get this tissue and get your shit together. Uh, that's wonderful that you had that sort of a role model. I know that, you know, there are often times where, 
you know, we go without those sort of people and they're important. And so now you as a grown woman, as an adult, you're doing that for plus size women and the plus size community, right? Let's talk a little bit more about that. So for a couple of years now, I've been battling back and forth because, you know, the roller coaster of having your mindset and keeping your mindset a certain way is really what the work is. And I learned about maybe three, three years ago, three plus years ago, that you can't just wake up and you know, wake up early in the morning and say, you know what, I'm going to make some matcha tea and I'm going to start doing yoga and I'm going to go outside and I'm going to get my shit together because that's how social media paints having your life together. Mm-hmm. You waking up at 545 in the morning, you're working out and you're hopping on your laptop and drinking some matcha tea and you got all your, no, I don't, that's not how it is. So I was battling with what it looked like for my life in order to talk to other people. I was stagnant for about three years because I said, if my life isn't together, if I'm not doing all of this, how can I talk to other women? How can I tell other women to be confident if I'm still struggling with being confident, if I'm still struggling with coming to grips with how I look in the mirror, how can I look at other women or talk to other women and encourage them to wake up every day and try again? So I hired a coach. And so Mm -hmm. when I was talking to this coach regularly, she will always say, we don't have all our shit together. Coaches don't have all their stuff together. Mm -hmm. She was like, it means that we have went through enough or got enough education or enough knowledge that can help someone else where they are. That's what it's about. It's not that you have it all together. She was like, as a matter of fact, you being human and telling your story is what's going to help these women. So then I started mindset coaching for beauty brands. I still didn't delve into the plus size realm. And I think, and I I would honestly want to say that I thought that I wasn't pretty enough, maybe, because I was looking at how these gurus looked that was talking about confidence at the time. They are blue-eyed, blonde hair, skinny, beautiful. They got these aesthetically pleasing apartments. And I'm like, that's not me. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't look like that. So how can I reach people if I don't look like that? It took about two and a half years before I was like, you know what? I'm still going on this journey, but now I want to take people with me. Mm-hmm. Let's go through it together. So if, if you're at a place where you're like, you know what? I love me. And sometimes I don't. Okay, well, let me stand next to you. And we gonna want these next couple of steps together. And that's what I feel coaching is really about. Let me hear what you're going through. Let me hear where you're at. Because nine times out of 10, I was there already too. And this is how I got through it. This is how I got across that hurdle. That's what I focused on. Right, right. Oh, that's amazing. I want to know who this coach is that guided you through this. I had, her name is Mackenzie. Oh. Her name is Mackenzie Valenta. Mackenzie Valenta. She 
helped me so, so much. And right now she's, I want to say a licensed psychologist now. Wow. And um, she still does mindset coaching, but it's so much more in depth. And we're still friends to this day. We check on each other every now and again, just to see how each other is doing. We became friends because she taught me so, so much. And I also hired another coach. Her name is V. Kelly. She's amazing. She's awesome. And she really helps me bring myself back down to the ground. Because sometimes, you know, as women, especially women in business that wear all the hats, we have, you know, the family, the kids, work life, we're trying to build a business and our mental state. That's a whole nother job, keeping our sanity together. And she, you know, does a really awesome job with, you know, allowing for me to vent and bringing me back down to earth and saying, okay, well, let's simplify. Because right now you have this whole plate, you're looking at this full plate full of stuff. So let's clear the plate off and let's grab briefing and let's focus on one of those three. And I think as an entrepreneur, we want everything. We just want everything to happen. Mm-hmm. And we need it to happen now. I don't want to work my nine to five no more. So this entrepreneurship, it has to work. It has to work. But I need it to work now because I'm not sure if the universe heard me, but I said, I'm tired of my nine to five. So <laughs> I need it to happen like now. So I... I think it's really important that, you know, especially when you are on a journey that you have an outside support system, because sometimes trying to utilize friends and family to be that support, I don't want to say it's not authentic, but sometimes people are going to tell you what you want to hear, or sometimes they can't encourage you because they need encouragement themselves. But when you invest in assistance or support, I feel like it's it could be life-changing because these people are from the outside looking in. Yes. So they're not sitting next to you every day. And that's why I think podcasting has been that for a lot of women. And though perhaps there's so many female-based podcasts because they're telling your story or telling your truth or touching on topics that sometimes might be hard to talk about with other people. But when it's someone from the outside speaking on situations that you've been through or touching on topics that you're interested in it makes you feel like okay there's somebody out there that understands me there's somebody that gets me yes yeah I know what you mean it's funny that the culture wasn't there prior to COVID right maybe it was our way of um, counseling or self-soothing ourselves I noticed that it's done tremendous things for me as I sort of build my platform under, you know, as Tales of a Latin Mommy is like sort of, you know, gaining speed. I love it. I, I And I wouldn't go back. I think that in the past, you know, we were looking or dealing and going through life without the things that we needed. Uh, we needed realistic expectations, right? We There mm-hmm. are tons of speakers out there. And I don't know, maybe they just seem so like far away, so unapproachable, so larger than life, right? That we can't see ourselves with them. So the opportunity that the pandemic has provided is for us to coach one another. And yeah. I'm so freaking thankful for it too, you know? Cause I watch you doing your reels and doing your thing. And you know, I get so much confidence 
from watching you, I'm like, well, Dewan is doing it. Why can't I? <laughs> and let me tell you, Melanie, the process of me recording reels, it seemed, you would think that I was getting ready for a Broadway musical <laughs> in my house because it's like, it takes... And reels is difficult. Like, you know, like, you know, even the simplest seven second, seven second reel is just, it's mind boggling because it's like, okay, I got to memorize these words. I got to get the wording correct. And, and because, you know, believe it or not, that's the kind of stuff I look for. When I look at a reel, I'm like, okay, how difficult is this going to be for me to execute? Okay. That's <laughs> a lot of words. Mm-mm. Next. <laughs> Let me find a pointing video. Like a point. I could point. I could do that. And I was like, but all this um talking, trying to do a whole skit and uh-uh. No. It's, it's difficult, right? To find the timing of everything and making it like succinct and making sure that you get your point across, right? So you gotta you gotta be on point. <laughs> and I think like a lot of the times like I do overthink them. Yeah. But I really do try and record as many short ones as possible. And I think that's the key. I was able to produce so much, so many of them, because I said, if it's seven seconds, I'm going to do it. I'm not going to do these long-winded ones where they do a whole scene from another movie. I don't have time for that. I, yeah. Don't, yeah. I was like, seven seconds, okay, five words, I could do that. I could do that. And I was like, okay, I could do that. I could point. Okay. All right. I can do that. I can point, I can make some keynotes and it's just really all about keeping it simple and keeping it short. Yes. Yes. I know. I, I really appreciate that too. You know, there are times where I'll jump on there and there are a lot of reels and it's hard to remember who was who. So I'm thankful though, because I read yours and I see yours. I see you, girl. I just thank you. <laughs> so I wanted you to tell more people about this passion of yours, the podcast, right? Let's yeah. talk more about your podcast. Cause I know um, you know, I know that we we're all looking for maybe our passions in life and and you're you're putting it out there for everyone. Let's talk more about your podcast. So I created my Plus Size Truth podcast and this podcast had about two to three names before I settled on my Plus Size Truth because I wanted it to be a more broader title because I'm very multi-passionate. And so I have so many different stories in my life and I honed in on what I wanted to talk about, about my life. I wanted to tell my stories, but even in the beginning, it was more about talking about boundaries and confidence. Mm -hmm. And once I started doing more research on how to build confidence, how to set those everyday boundaries for yourself as a plus size mom or a mom in general, a woman, because truly, yes, it's called my plus size truth because I'm plus size and I'm telling my story coming from the perspective of a full figured woman in life trying to make it day to day, but hoping that my story or my stories reach someone else and helps them or inspires them to come forward, to live life intentionally and confidently, Mm -hmm. to set those boundaries and to hone in on the word no. 
because I use that word a lot. It's my favorite word. I really want to get it in a frame. Learning who you are now. Mm-hmm. Not, oh, I wish I was how I was then, or I wish my relationship was how it was when it first started. No, where are we now? And so I wanted to create a platform, a safe place where I can not only tell my story or my stories and talk about the things that I've learned and what I went through and how I overcame them, but also a place where women can come to me and say, man, I really, you know, I needed to listen to that episode. It made me laugh. And that, that was the sole purpose of the last episode. I got catfished, y'all. And I have a couple of stories of being catfished, but I wanted to tell this story to bring some, I guess, some humility to myself because I didn't want to get lost behind the mic. Mm, yes. So I wanted to talk about something personal that I went through that hopefully made someone laugh or hopefully it was like, oh my God, I went through that too. And mm-hmm. it was embarrassing. I didn't want to tell nobody about it. And I was like, you know what? This is funny. This is... <laughs> This is crazy that I went through this and I never shared this story up until the podcast. Yeah, yeah. The only people that knew about the story was the three friends that I called that I told to call me in 15 minutes so that I could get up and leave and they never called me. <laughs> yeah, that was sticking out in my head as you started talking about it. You were say, you said like, oh, my phone is blowing up. Nobody called me. (laughs) I was dying. dying. Nobody called me like, where are you guys? Like, what's going on? I said 15 minutes and you guys are at a bar drinking and having a good time. And I'm over here with Mrs. Doubtfire trying to figure out what's going on. So I wanted to share some human aspects of my life and I felt the most comfortable recording that episode because believe it or not Melanie it wasn't scripted I I believe it I believe it it wasn't scripted it was no bullet points it was just the introduction how I introduced myself but I wanted to make sure at the end of it I honed in on what I'm about. I'm about building confidence, loving yourself. So I always wanted it to have some kind of silver lining here. You know, yeah, we're, it's a good story, a funny story, but it's all about really loving yourself and being okay with who you are, accepting your flaws, because the underlining of the story was that this woman was so insecure about her story that she felt she had to lie to lure other people into her life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I appreciated it because you were being vulnerable. It's hard to be vulnerable, right? It's oh, almost yeah. it's almost frowned upon, I feel like, especially among, maybe among women in business, like, um, you know, you're showing some sort of weakness, but it, it can also be seen as strength, right? Yeah, I be I even think, you know, in our cultures, we were raised to be strong women. Mm-hmm. We had to be strong. I think in the Latina and, you know, African-American cultures in general, that women have always been the backbone of every household. We did all the things of the things and we had to learn them at a young age. Yeah. So even yeah. growing up, we always had to carry so much so yeah being vulnerable is unheard of it's just like 
Are you showing a weakness? Are you letting me in? So are you giving me ammo? Yes, I know how you feel, you know? And I noticed a big difference in pop culture also uh, how we're portrayed and and how things are sold in rap, even in like in Latin music in general. Things are are more harsh. Things are more rigid. It's like, no, don't show your weakness. Um, I there are songs out there like by Bad Bunny, Bad Bunny, right? Uh-huh. And thus the everything in the story is positive, but the author who posted it chose this song called Yo Perreo Sola. And it's just basically, you know, like I fight alone. But the fact that she chose perreo, which is a connotation to bitch, right? Mm-hmm. Like, oh, like, wow, you know, that's a, that's a very, it, it says you're being strong, but at the same time, it's just, it, it's kind of doing double duty and maybe it's not quite so positive. And I noticed the same thing happens in rap music as well. Yeah. It's like it's one sometimes on one end you're empowering women, but on the second hand you're also demeaning them or minimizing the power as well. Yeah, demeaning yourself, right? Like I love Lizzo and I love Cardi B, right? They call themselves bad bitches and all kinds of stuff. I just... I, you know, and I, w- and I love the culture. I, cause I love the song. I love the music. The same time I'm wondering, shit, what am I saying to myself? But I, I do love, I do love vulnerability and I'm going to keep advocating for women like that because it's the story that they're telling about themselves right now. That's the most important thing that they, that they do. And they're, you know, they're choosing to own who they are. And if they choose to uh, represent themselves in whatever way they choose, whatever creative form that they have, then own it, girl, own it. <laughs> I think with a lot with music, especially, I'm glad you used those examples of Lizzo, Party B, or even Beyonce's latest album, and just any artist that is utilizing the platform for women empowerment. And how I look at it is, I think the term, you know, using the term bitch and everything like that, I think that also is taking ownership of what other people, either men or, you know, people that's trying to use it in a derogatory way. Mm. I think it's them taking ownership of it. Like, no, I'm going to take this from you and I'm going to use it in this light. I'm going to use it in this aspect. So you were calling me this type of bitch, but I'm saying this bitch is this. Yes. This is what bitch means to me. This bitch means this. It means this. It means this bad bitch o'clock. It means I am that. You're, I'm not the fat bitch. I'm not the ugly bitch. I'm not the, you know, the, the low bitch. I'm not the depressed bitch. It's, I'm a bad bitch. So if you won't call me out my name, make sure you put some respect on it. Yes. That, that's why I'm saying uh, I... I love that they're taking their power back. And if they choose to uh, express themselves by using words like that, then, hey, girl, you do you. You do you. Yeah. So I'm just curious, going forward with your own creative outlet, what do you see going forward for your podcast? What what sort of journey are you going to take us on? I am going to get deeper 
I'm going to start pulling out stories and hopefully be able maybe to share because I want to expand the storyline a little bit more. I want to start reaching out to my listeners more and maybe have them tell me some of their stories. And I could platform those stories, of course, you know, discreetly change the names around and everything and Mm -hmm. tell other people's stories as well. But I have a lot of stories, you know, through my 39 years, I, unfortunately I went through a lot, but fortunately for my podcast, that means more content. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to delve deep into, you know, things that I went through in my childhood. I want to touch on dealing with death as a child and the grieving process of what it might look like. I lost my father at a very young age that I was very close to and how that spiraled me into a sexual frenzy. Not necessarily like I was just out there going crazy, but it, it grew me up. Yeah. And because with my dad, I always feel like I could be that little girl and I stayed in a child's place mm-hmm. up until he passed away. Whoa. So once he passed away, it was like, it was almost like this door opened and I walked through it. It was like, it was always this locked door in my face. And I knew I could not walk through that door until I was 18. But when he passed away at the age of 12, you know, I, was like, okay, let me walk through this door and see what's on the other side. And that's literally the Pandora's box opening yes. up. I didn't even know it was a world out there like that because he shielded me mm-hmm. from so much. So I wanted to get into deeper aspects of that, being a part of, you know, a club scene, party scene. I want to talk about, you know, fashion and how it pertains to curvier women, just stories that I feel would be impactful mm-hmm. to someone out there. As long as I'm reaching one person, I feel amazing. I got a message yesterday mm-hmm. from a woman that, and I don't know her. And she said, thank you so much for motivating me. I never sent you a message before, but thank you so much. She was like, I just really appreciate what you're doing and just keep going. And it touched my heart so much, even that that one message. And that's what I'm holding on to because I reached that one person. I think that's what it's about. Right. I think, um, you know, you and I are sort of cut from the same sort of cloth. You probably had this sort of realization where you know, you tell these stories, not because you want sympathy, but because you want to share certain things so people can learn from maybe your mistakes, right? Or if not, bring some awareness, wake your ass up, right? Because maybe you do the same thing. And while you're at it, of course, you're freaking entertaining them as (laughs) well, girl. (laughs) And it's like, don't be afraid of your story. Why are you afraid of your past? And I used to be so afraid of my past. Like, People are not going to receive me if I tell them my story, if I tell them that I grew up with a mother on drugs, if I tell them that my dad was a gangster, if I tell them that I wasn't accepted by my family because my grandmother put me in an etiquette school and my, you know, my relatives and my friends in my neighborhood were all hood kids. They're hood kids. They wasn't waking up and going to etiquette school every morning and learning how to use a salad fork and learning how to properly speak. They wasn't doing that, but I was cast out because my grandma had a decent job 
And she could send me to schools like that because she did not want me to grow up a certain way. Mm. So she invested in me at a very young age and I was shunned upon because of it as a kid. And I just want to tell like, I just, it's so many stories that I have and it's really to bring light to other people, not to myself, but it's it's therapy for me because I'm getting to tell these stories and to entertain you guys with my life. But also if there's a silver lining with every story that I didn't realize Mm -hmm. when I was a kid, or I didn't realize when I was in my twenties, or I didn't realize yesterday, shit, if I had a story that happened to me yesterday and I feel like it's interesting, I feel like this is the platform where I can do it and touch on certain things that happen and hopefully reach other women so they can live, laugh, love, feel, and inspire just for 20-something, maybe 30 minutes, they can listen to someone else and resonate with that person. And it doesn't have to be someone they know, but get to know me here. Let's get your wine and girl, let me tell you what happened to me yesterday. (laughs) and that's the that's the that you know that's the energy that I want okay girl let me get on the phone with Dewana and she says she got something to tell me well mommies I hope you'll you know tune in to her podcast make sure you subscribe where can we pick up your podcast you can pick up my plus size truth on the anchor app also apple podcast and spotify so the two most major platforms so again, make sure ladies, make sure you invest in Dewana and, you know, it could potentially help you out too. Where can we reach you, Dewana? You know, I am, I'm spread like mayonnaise, mentally. I think I'm everywhere. <laughs> uh, <laughs> you can find me on Twitter on my plus size truth. I'm also on TikTok growing my TikTok following as well. So Dewana J plus size truth. Also on Instagram and Pinterest under my plus size truth podcast. New episodes upload every Thursday. You can reach me, message me, ask me questions, whatever you guys need. I am there for you, all women. We are powerful and we are stronger together. Community over competition all the time. Yes, definitely. And I'll make sure that I put a link also in the show notes for her podcast as well uh, because you really you really got to listen to the latest episode it's it's (laughs) it is (laughs) hilarious and uh, like I said Duana is always always cool and open so I'm sure that you'll really enjoy getting to know her and listening to my plus size truth podcast thanks again for being on the podcast Duana I I really appreciate the collaboration girl Thank you so, so much. And I really, really appreciate you and the work that you're doing, the content that you produce. I just wish nothing but the utmost success for you. Thank you so, so much for always being welcoming, loving, vibrant, just everything. And I love your your humbleness. And it was just a connection from the start. And I'm just so thankful that we finally were able to get our schedules linked up so we can, you know, make this connection. And I'm just, thank you. Yeah, no, thank you, girl. You know, it's always, it's always a pleasure. And I'm always, you know, an IG message away. So you know where to find me. (laughs) (laughs) 100% same.
Oh my gosh. Thanks again for being on my podcast. Until next time, mommies. All right, y'all. Bye. Thanks again for listening. If you want to reach out to me, you can email me at aventurastalesofalatinmommy.com or look in the description of the podcast for more information.